0: So the burglar comes to the garage door and sees that one of the neighbors is just standing there. The neighbor is wearing a bowler hat and is walking a poodle. He's gazing in and he sees young Eric tied up there on the ground. This guy's wearing a bowler hat? Who wears a bowler
1: hat these days?
0: He's also got a waxed mustache. He says, is uh everything okay in here? The burglar says, uh, uh, y- yes, yes, I'm the boy's uncle. Uh, this is terribly embarrassing. I, I have to admit, I'm... Well, I'm having a bit of uh, disciplinary trouble with the boy, and... Uh, have you ever heard of the uh the skin... rat uh, the skin method? The man in the bowler hat shrugs up his mustache and says, No, I don't believe I have. The burglar says, Oh, well, it's very cutting-edge. Lots of colleges now are recommending it. They say, It's the fastest track towards obedience in a child, you see... Uh, it involves extreme, the guy goes, sensory deprivation. Yes, sensory deprivation. If you deprive a child of senses when they're misbehaving, then they have nothing but time to think about what they did wrong. And then you calmly explain to them the mistakes that they made to require the situation. And um, the other guy nods, and he goes, oh, I see, I see, yes, yes. Well, if an academic suggested it, I'm sure it's probably valid. The burglar says, oh, Of course, all right, I knew you were reasonable. I I, I'm, I don't know why I was embarrassed in the first place. The other guy says, Oh, it's no problem, we all go through our periods. We've. I'll do anything to get my child to listen to me. I might look up the radskin method. Oh, yes, you, you do that. And uh, he waves the guy goodbye. And then he closes the garage. Then releases a big sigh. He looks down at Eric. Well, you're lucky that psychology is a developing science. If I had to take another hostage, well, then the two of you would be staring at each other, and that's probably much more traumatic. Not that I'd know, because I don't really know much about psychology. Just stay here.
2: Guys, the neighbors are useless. That plan went bust.
1: Just like in Frilly Frog. We should have known. The neighbors never help. Well, of course not. They don't have the magical frog staff. They're not even aware that there's danger going on. Too true.
2: It is amazing how few people are aware of the frog staff. Especially with the stakes at play. Well, I'm not aware of the frog staff either. You know, not everyone gets to watch Frilly Frog. Okay, we don't have to bring that up again. The point is, it's clear, we're going to have to think of another plan to stall this man until the police arrive.
0: The burglar goes back inside, but now he's a lot more cautious. He's looking down in case something tries to trip him again, and he's pointing his gun down the hallways. The cat runs out of the laundry room, and he nearly has a heart attack. Oh my god. Oh. Oh my. Just a cat. maybe georgia can help us mason how do you suppose
1: that georgia could help us she's a horrible cat because paul she's also the most dangerous predator in this household i bet she could kill that guy look at the size comparison mason i don't think that's
2: possible no actually mason is right if georgia scratches him he might get infected and over the course of like a day or two he might have to go to the hospital and then he could die if he doesn't receive adequate treatment or if the bacteria is drug resistant how do you know that Well, when you guys are watching Frilly Frog, I have the tablet upstairs all to myself, and I like doctor dramas. How many scratches would it take for this guy to get infected by Georgia's evil cat disease? I mean, I don't know, just one. But then the doctor has to be distracted by an affair that he's having.
1: I don't know if the local doctors are having an affair. Elvis, shouldn't it say that in your doctor drama?
2: Well, I don't think it's about the local hospital. I might be wrong. I'm not really sure how we could motivate Georgia to help us without killing us. Well, it's probably a lost cause anyway. Dr. Big House usually figures things out by the end of the episode, so there's, like, no way.
0: The burglar, after recovering from his short heart attack, gets down on his knees, he sets his gun on the floor, and he says, Listen, I don't know what evil spirit has been summoned into this house. He puts his hands up. He says, But I'm not here to hurt this home. I I know I've ransacked the place a little bit. I didn't realize that someone was living in the bones of the house. Look... I'm just here for something that belongs to me. It was stolen. Uh, I hope you'll let me have back what's mine.
2: Yeah, that's weird. If something was stolen from him, how come he didn't just knock on the door and ask to have it back? Exactly. If something was stolen, Mom would turn it back over to him in no time at all.
1: She is the arbiter of fairness.
0: Very weird. He waits for a while as though expecting some kind of response, which you guys don't provide, and then he gradually picks the gun back up, then stands up again and says, Right, so I'm just going to go back to gently looking for my property. Please just leave me be. I I promise not to do any harm.
2: Do no harm? Then untie Eric, you fiend! Who does this guy think he's fooling?
1: Okay, everybody, I think it might be time that we open the knife drawer. (gasps) Mason, Mother said that we must never open the knife drawer.
2: It is forbidden.
1: Yes. There are knives in there. But also we could use the knives to cut free Eric. Oh, so (laughs) that is true. I, I thought you were going in a completely different direction. No.
2: Okay, I can get behind that. We can get in the knife drawer for an emergency to cut Eric loose. That's very
1: fair. Okay, then let's just wait for this guy to get out of the way and we'll get the knives.
0: The burglar carefully steps around, passes through the living room. Then goes upstairs. He checks pretty much every step. He actually presses on them with his hands on his way up. He's very wary about being tripped or killed now.
1: Alright, go to the knife drawer. Stretch up there and try to pull it open.
0: There are childproof locks on the drawer.
1: Ah heck. Oh no. Pull myself up and look down at it from the top. Does it look like I can get in?
0: You can open it up like maybe two inches.
1: Well bring me up there, Mason. I grab Paul and I put him up on the counter.
2: Thank you. I squeeze myself down into the knife drawer. Grab a knife, pull
1: it up through the opening, and hand it off to Mason.
0: Well, that will work. You guys now have yourselves a kitchen knife.
1: Such power. Such responsibility. Oh my god, I know why mom keeps us away from these.
2: It's because you're made of rubber, and if you slip and cut yourself, you're gonna bleed cornstarch everywhere. Yeah, and let's not forget that I'm just made out of cloth.
1: If you get silly with that thing, I am in serious danger. That was the responsibility part I was talking about. I am awed by the level of responsibility. Okay, well, we'll hold the sharp part away from yourself, okay? And, And just set yourself down very carefully. What if I throw the knife first, then hop down? Well, I suppose so long as no one is down there, that would be safe. Okay, I just throw the knife on
0: the floor. You throw the knife down and it makes a loud clatter. You hear the guy come down the steps, look down for a little while. And then he silently goes back up after he's satisfied that nothing is coming for his life immediately.
1: I'd like to see him come at us. I got this knife now. You're gonna freeze up if he sees you. How are you gonna use that knife? Well, he'll see the knife, and then he'll be so scared, he'll run out of the house. Unbelievable. That is a bread knife, for one thing. That is for cutting bread. How do you know the difference between knives? Because I have watched Mom cut bread with that knife. Well, it is still a deadly weapon.
2: Sure, if you're made of bread... It's a deadly weapon to us. Point point the knife away from us, Mason. I am, guys. I'm doing it. I'm pointing the
1: knife away. I'm being careful.
0: You guys argue your way to the garage where Eric is still tied up. When you go to try and cut his rope, he feels you back there and he begins to squirm and whimper. Him having some awareness of you sends you all into instant paralysis. It only lasts for a little bit, but you drop the knife and can make fundamentally no progress cutting Eric loose.
2: Ah, heck... We can't cut Eric loose if he becomes aware of us, and just trying to cut him loose is going to make him notice we're there.
1: Okay, plan B. We stab the burglar. I knew it. Oh, come on. Don't act like you guys don't also want to do it.
2: I am a spider. It is my instinct to poison people. Yes, and I would rather shoot ink in the man's face and then escape safely.
1: That's squids. I don't think octopus do that. You know nothing about my people. Well, I was made in the image of a man, so I feel compelled to use tools to achieve a better world. Well, that must be nice. But unless you can invent a tool that shoves that
2: knife into that guy without us taking any actions, then I don't think we have many options.
1: Well, why don't we make a tool that shoots the knife at the guy? Why don't we make a tool? Why don't we build the Great Wall of China around the house and prevent burglars from coming in the house in the
2: first place? Actually, Lowry, do we have, like, a shop back and maybe one of those jars with the candle in it?
0: You know what, sure, yeah, you've got a shop back, and of course mom has those kinds of candles, she's a mom.
2: Okay, guys, I've got an idea. We gotta get the shop back into the kitchen, and then we have to stick this knife, handle first, into the candle. We'll get the candle out first, we'll stuff the candle into the shop back. then, you know, like, just turn the shop back on in reverse. As soon as we see the guy, it'll shoot the candle out of the shop back and into the guy.
1: Okay, hey... I thought that you said that you were the poisonous one, that you kill people with poisons. You're not supposed to be the tool one.
2: I am a Halloween spider. It is also in my nature to be terrifying.
1: Well, I like Elvis's plan, but I do feel
2: like it's going to take a lot of time to get a candle out of a jar and stuff the knife in there and, and, and all this
0: stuff. The doorbell rings. The burglar runs down the steps going, oh no, oh no, oh God, it must be the police. And he gets the door, adjusts himself, takes a big deep breath and then opens it up. And sure enough, it's a police officer. He says, Well, hi there. The burglar says, Oh, you must be the officer they told me was coming. He says, Yep, this is just a routine welfare check. I, uh, I don't suppose anything is wrong? The burglar says, Oh, oh, no, no, uh, no, I'm just having some trouble babysitting my, my, uh, my nephew. Uh, See, he's he's a bit of a problem child. Single mother, you see. The cop goes, I see you're a firearms enthusiast. I'm a bit of a firearms enthusiast myself. What model is it you got there? The guy goes, oh, oh, this, uh, well, it's, a. It's a and they begin a conversation about his gun, and it seems pretty cordial, and, like, the police are probably not going to arrest him anytime soon.
1: Well, what do you think of that? Uh, we should have expected this. You know Crazy Cop and Frilly Frog? Of
2: course I know Crazy Cop. Everybody knows Crazy Cop.
1: Yeah, he usually doesn't solve the crime unless the kids solve it ahead of time. And then he takes the villain to the moon. Like, I don't see this guy's rocket ship, and it must not be the end of the episode yet. Mason, you dummy. It's obvious we haven't solved the mystery. We don't even know why this guy's attacking. That's why the
2: police won't arrest him. Man, Frilly Frog is so deep. It is a wonderful show, and it is not just for kids. It is an all-ages adventure. Here I've been wasting all my time watching these doctor dramas.
1: If you had access to a tablet, you should have just watched Frilly Frog on your own. I really would have liked the social interaction part.
2: Wait, guys, I'm now realizing this is a perfect opportunity for us to enact our plan. While they're distracted, let's get the shop back and the candle and stick that knife into the candle. Oh,
0: you're right. You guys get the shop vac out of the closet. You pull down a candle from one of the kitchen counters. You get the candle out of the jar. You stuff the knife, handle first, into the candle. Then you stick the candle into the shop vac. You put on the reverse switch. You plug the shop vac in. And you think you have a weapon.
1: All right, great. Wheel it so it's facing out of the kitchen. So when the guy rounds the corner, we'll flip it on. We'll stab him. All right, standing by. Oh, actually, how about you wait below the vacuum, and then I'll topple over backwards after I flip the switch. Why am I below the vacuum? So I can land on you. Why are you landing on me? So I don't make a sound and give us away when I fall. Uh, Fine.
0: You guys wait, but it sounds like the burglar is having a spirited conversation with the police officer about his gun. Yeah, I see, some people say that decals are tacky, but I feel like bananas really give a lot of personality to the gun.
1: Man, he's taken forever. Yeah, I'm bored. Oh, I got an idea. How about we turn this thing around and we use it to cut Eric free?
2: How do we do that?
1: Well, it's easy. We just point it towards Eric's ropes and then we fire the gun at Eric. Mason, that has got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
2: We only have one shot! That's not going to stop the criminal.
1: Yeah, but Eric will be free, and then he can run for his life.
2: No, he won't. The vacuum will be loud, and then the garage door opening will be loud, and that cop out there is, is going to want to talk about guns with Eric, and Eric knows like nothing about guns. In a contest of personality and getting along, I bet the criminal's got Eric beat. It's not even fair, really. Eric hasn't developed a personality or many hobbies yet. Exactly. Exactly. We have to take this fight to the burglar. There's no other way. But
1: he's taking so long.
2: Mason, yes. listen to me.
1: What? Listen to me.
2: This is the art of the ambush. We learned about that in Frilly Frog, the war episode, right? That was a kingdom made of jelly. But the principles remain the same. Jelly kingdom or no, patience is a virtue. Mom says that all the time. She does, because Mom is wise and Mom knows what's what.
1: But I, I feel like she'd be really fast about, you know, if Eric got tied up and Mom were here, she would untie him right away. Yes, but remember when we were at the bank and Mom didn't just cut to the front of the line? She did that because
2: she has standards. Standards? Yes, standards. Standards to know when to wait and when to act. You gotta wait when you have to wait, and you gotta act when you have to go potty. If you wait and you hold it for too long, you'll have an emergency, and you might pee your pants in the car. We don't want that kind of thing, do we, Mason? No. Do we, Mason? No, Paul. We don't want to have a potty accident in the car. Exactly. It's very embarrassing. So we will wait here with the vacuum until our prey rounds the corner as... There are people who can hold our potty emergencies in our pants. I thought you said the point was not to hold it. We hold it until we get to the bathroom.
0: It sounds like the burglar is finally wrapping up his conversation. Well, it's been a nice chat, but I have to get back to my cleaning if you don't mind. The cop says, oh, no problem. Nice to talk to a fellow enthusiast. You have a good day. And he leaves. The burglar closes the door, leans up against it for a second. <sighs> okay, all right. Where was I?
1: Okay, take the vacuum hose and, like, tap it against the vacuum so it makes a click-click-click noise. Elvis, watch around the corner. Tell me if he's coming.
2: All right, I'm watching.
0: You start clicking the vacuum hose against the vacuum. The burglar freezes up.
2: Uh, he's he's just standing there. He's got, like, this deer-in-the-headlights look.
0: He clutches at his gun and then gradually tiptoes towards the kitchen.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, he, he's coming. Don't fire yet. Don't fire yet. Are you gonna tell me when to fire? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll say fire when it's time to
1: fire. Okay, now? No, not yet, not yet. Okay, tell me when.
0: He approaches the corner.
1: Okay, fire, fire, fire. I set the hose down on top of the vacuum, flip the switch, make sure it's in reverse, then dive over backwards behind the vacuum on top of Paul.
0: You do all these things, and the guy rounds the corner, the vacuum starts up, he looks down at it and goes, what? And then, doop. And by sheer dumb luck, the candle flies out of the front of the vacuum and glances off at the guy's leg. It cuts his spongebob pajamas, but it's not really moving with that much velocity. Still, he grabs his leg and jumps up on the other one. He goes, oh, 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 oh. He jumps on one leg and then falls back into the living room.